Hello, hello, Jen Amos here, a Gold Star daughter, military families advocate, and your host of the Spouse Benefit Plan podcast, where we help career military families make the most important decision before transition to keep or opt out of the Survivor Benefit Plan. This show is intended to be educational and not to be taken as financial advice. To discuss your unique financial situation, reach out to our show sponsor, US Vet Wealth at usvetwealth.com or check out our growing list of resources at our website, thespousebenefitplan.com. Now, let's get into the show. Well, hello there. Welcome back. You're here. You're still here. Wow. Wow. That last episode was a heavy one, wasn't it? And if you have been following along in the show in chronological order, you'll know by now that I keep starting off each episode by saying, wow, that last episode was a big one, wasn't it? Uh, I mean, that was a heavy one. I still, you know, I wrote it and I'm still processing it. (laughs) Just as a recap, the last episode was episode five and it's titled, It's Not a Good Thing When a Surviving Family Member knows more about this than a seasoned spouse. By now, you have learned a very important fact about your monthly retired pay that you can no longer unlearn. And we had a really, really big heart-to-heart talk in this last episode about the survivor benefit plan and what protecting the military pension is all about, which is practicing your own personal choice and unlocking your inner confidence to choose how you'll manage your finances from here on out for post-military life. Last episode, I got really candid about how I really feel about the Survivor Benefit Plan. And today, today is the day where we actually plug in some numbers so that you can see how the Survivor Benefit Plan can actually play out for you and your family. You are here because you have decided to practice choice to be involved in your financial future rather than leave your finances in the hands of greater institutions such as the government, which now, if you ask me, doesn't make sense, especially if you are retiring from the military. That's just me. I have to give a shout out real quick to Enrique and Vince from the Leadership Void podcast. They recently invited me to their show to talk about the spouse benefit plan. And if that episode is available now, I will go ahead and provide it in the show notes of this episode so you can tune in. So I have to give a personal shout out to Enrique Acosta Gonzalez, who was actually a former guest on our award-winning podcast show, Holding Down the Fort by U.S. Fed Wealth. He was episode 49, and he talked a lot about what he's doing today, which is mentorship, leadership, and family. And so that's episode 49. If you want to hear about him and all the good work he was doing back then and what he's doing today, Enrique, shout out to you for being my successor in becoming the 2021 Media Professional of the Year. Congratulations. You of all people deserve it. 
<laughs> Trust me, if y'all see how he organizes his shows and how he brings on guests, you would be so impressed and you would want to work with him. Well, the reason why I bring up Enrique and Vince is, as I mentioned, I had a chance to talk about the spouse benefit plan on their show. So thank you, Enrique and Vince, for that opportunity. Afterward, I had a chance to talk offline with Enrique. We had a couple of minutes before it was time for us to continue on our day. And he reminded me that him and his wife, when he transitioned out of the military, him and his wife had intentionally decided to opt out of the survivor benefit plan. And in hearing me talk, he mentioned to me offline after we recorded on his show, he said, you know what, Jen, in the things that you shared today, there are some things I didn't even know about the survivor benefit plan. And because of what you shared, it affirms to me that much more that I made the right decision to opt out of the survivor benefit plan. Uh, More on that later, because I have invited Enrique to be a guest on the show in upcoming episodes. And so if you want to hear that story about how this career military family, Enrique and his wife, had intentionally decided to opt out of the survivor benefit plan, well then stay tuned because he has an amazing story to share. I'm not going to reveal it to you right now, but it was a good one. And it was just nice to know that the work that we're doing on the show affirmed to him that him and his wife made the right decision. So once again, thanks, Enrique and Vince. And you all can check them out on our award-winning podcast show, Holding Down the Fort, episode 49. And when my interview with Enrique and Vince on the Leadership Void podcast is available, I will go ahead and provide that in the show notes of this episode as well. So yay. All right. So with that being said, Let's go ahead and get into today's episode. Today, we'll actually be applying this figurative winery analogy that I've been talking about in the last couple of episodes with real life scenarios. And so in case this is the first episode you have stumbled across, well, first and foremost, I highly recommend you start from the beginning because at this point, it's kind of like walking into the middle of a movie and you're wondering like, you know, you're making an assumption about like what's being said at this point without the context of the first half of the movie. So I highly recommend that if this is your first episode to please, please, please go back to the very beginning to have the full understanding as to why we have arrived to this conversation today. And in talking about how that, how your military pension, your total retirement benefit is actually is great for the monthly retired pay that you will receive for the lifetime of the veteran. At the same time, that monthly retired pay is attached to an annuity, in this case we describe as a winery, that is owned by the government. So even if you are receiving this monthly barrel of wine, this monthly retired pay known as your military pension, you don't own your winery. You don't own your total retirement benefit. It's government owned and they only distribute your military pension to you in the form of a monthly retired pay. We're getting to that conversation today. We're, we're at the point where we are in agreement and full understanding that you do not own your winery. So let me go ahead and recap a couple of more things here just to make sure that we're on the same page because understanding this analogy is really important to what we're going to get into today, which is an actual real life scenario. Receiving the monthly barrel of wine, your monthly retired pay, 
from the government-owned winery is the only way to get access to your total retirement benefit. Meaning that if you wanted to actually have a lump sum or you wanted immediate access to that total retirement benefit for some big life event where you need extra cash, where you need emergency funds, your monthly barrel of wine will not allow you to do that. It will remain as a monthly barrel of wine so long as the government owns your total retirement benefit, i.e. your military pension. In addition to that, should the retiree die, should the veteran die, the monthly barrel of wine that serves you 100 cups of wine a month, oh wait, 93.5 cups of wine, because 6.5 cups of wine is used to pay the survivor benefit premium. But anyway, (laughs) should the retiree die, the monthly barrel of wine and the total retirement benefit dies with them. However, if the retiree had automatically chose the survivor benefit plan and there was no action to opt out of the survivor benefit plan or have other solutions to protect the military pension, so you're really just limited to the survivor benefit plan, the surviving eligible dependents will only receive 55% of that monthly retired pay. That 93 and a half cups of wine that you were getting every month now gets reduced to 55 cups of wine that you need to spread amongst the spouse and the kids. Of course, another thing that we will mention in our upcoming conversation is, well, what if the retiree lives? What if the veteran doesn't die? Well, we will have this conversation later we will actually weigh the costs and benefits of paying for the survivor benefit plan. Also keep in mind that a retiree who has elected or has chosen to keep the survivor benefit plan will be paying into the survivor benefit plan, be paying into those premiums, basically be taking six and a half cups of wine off of their barrel of wine for the next 30 years. So even though you are supposedly supposed to receive 100 cups of wine a month from your monthly barrel of wine, you will actually be receiving only 93 and a half cups of wine because six and a half cups of wine go toward paying your survivor benefit plan premiums for the next 30 years. Anyway, something to keep in mind as we continue on our conversation today. All right. All that being said, let's go ahead and get into the numbers because I know you are dying to hear the numbers. We are going to be covering one main case study in which I will be referencing from the U.S. Vet Wealth's white paper titled Career Family Military Retirement, Navigating Your Military Retirement Pay and Survivor Benefit Plan Alternatives. And so this white paper is available for free today. There is no email opt-in required. When you visit our website, usvetwealth.com, that's U-S-V-E-T-W-E-A-L-T-H.com forward slash retirement pay. The estimated retired pay that we use in this white paper is based off of the estimated retire pay for 2022. So this is extremely fresh and extremely relevant today. And for this white paper, we are going to be covering the rank 05 that has served for 20 years. Now, I know that I'm going to be verbalizing this, and I imagine that something like this would be a lot easier to be seen via video. I want to reassure you that we will have videos for the show coming soon. 
please just check out the show notes of this episode. I will add these videos in the show notes as we continue to develop everything. So remember, this continues to be a developing project. We have a very build-as-you-go mentality (laughs) here at US Vet Wealth. And if you're not a big numbers person, first and foremost, I want to say I'm here with you at that. The main reason why I got my bachelor's in journalism with an emphasis in public relations is because it was the one degree that only required that I take one math class. (laughs) And, you know, of course, this is why I have my team at US Vet Wealth. Remember, this show is not to be taken as financial advice because I am not a licensed financial advisor. So I have to give a shout out to my team for having helped me, you know, craft these stories and craft this show. And more importantly, help me punch out the numbers that we are about to address today, especially from this white paper that I mentioned, the career family military retirement, navigating your military retirement pay and survivor benefit plan alternatives available on our website today, usvetwealth.com forward slash retirement pay. No email opt-in required. We just want to get this information in your hands. And I say all this because this is the beauty of working with a team is hiring your weaknesses. <laughs> so thank you, team. Shout out to you as Fet Wealth for compiling all this together so that I can do my best to really simplify this and make this super digestible for our listeners here at the Spouse Benefit Plan podcast. We are going to be covering a lot today in this episode. Who knows? I might end up breaking this up into two parts just because there is so much to cover and it may especially be confusing if you know you don't see it on video. So I'm hoping to you know even pace myself to make sure that I'm articulating this to you as simple as possible. In our conversation today, what we're going to do is estimate the retired pay for an 05 retiring at 20 years by using the high three calculator on the DOD website. Hopefully by now you are familiar with this and can even help your friends figure out what their estimated retire pay is. If so, then yes, I have done my job (laughs) to really make it super simple for you. And of course, like I mentioned, in addition to adding videos for this episode, I will also be adding videos for the past episodes should you need to learn this visually, which I know it'll make all the difference to see it as opposed to hear it. In this case study, we're going to take note of the following, the O5's annual retired pay, We'll break it down to what it would mean as a monthly retired pay. We'll break it down to what does 100 cups of wine a month actually look like in real numbers? And more importantly, that daily cups of wine. How much cups of wine can you afford within a day? And the purpose of this is to really break down in numbers and in dollars, like what this all means. And hopefully you can picture this in your day-to-day life and your day-to-day spending. Because if there's anything we have learned in talking with seasoned spouses and our families is that it's all about the day-to-day. It's all about that budget. And so I hope that today's conversation will really help break it all the way down to your day-to-day activities. We're also going to, again, discover the total retirement benefit that this 05 retiree is going to receive, as well as take note of the present value and also talk about some new terms today. Oh my gosh, you're like, Jen, there's so much to learn. Hey, you're already here. Why not learn all the way? And it's better to turn that confusion into curiosity so that you have more conviction to make confident and informed choices for your financial future. So this is really all for you. This is out of our love for you and out of our desire for you to, again, feel confident 
and informed <laughs> in regards to your financial future. So lots of terms, but I hope that so far we have been able to introduce terms slowly and thoroughly and methodically so that if we present anything new, it's really just that building block on top of what you've already been learning. So, so much more ahead. We're also going to talk a little bit about, you know, what if the retiree dies? We're going to show you the actual numbers. We're going to actually break it down to you for what the military pension is going to look like, assuming that you didn't opt out of the survivor benefit plan. And also, we're going to do something really radical that you will not see on the government website. We will compare the annual benefit that the spouse receives from the survivor benefit plan versus the retiree's annual military pension. And what does that mean? When we actually calculate the numbers and we actually see what the spouse is going to get at the very end, should anything happen to the retiree, we're going to compare that number, that new number, to the actual military pension that the retiree should be receiving should they continue to be alive. It's going to be big. It's going to be dramatic. It might piss you off. And I hope it does because, because, you know, we're not going back to status quo. We are not going to shy away from the truth of what it takes for you to really understand how to protect 100% of your military pension. And it really comes down to understanding these numbers and actually seeing it, or in this case, hearing it for yourself. Because remember, another thing I want to mention is that some people may be content in knowing that the survivor benefit plan helps them keep 55% of the retiree's military pension should anything happen to the retiree. But I also argued in the last episode that if you think about the opportunity cost, if you also consider the opportunity cost, keep in mind that this also means you're losing 45% of the military pension for the remainder of the spouse's life. And if there's anything I know about spouses is that they don't like wasting money and they don't like losing money. And that's exactly what's going to happen should anything happen and there was no intentional choice to keep or opt out of the survivor benefit plan. Other topics that we may mention in this episode, if not the next one, is we will share the probability of a spouse actually receiving the survivor benefit plan from another calculator on the DOD actuary. So I'll present that later. It's important to know this probability to really decide for yourself like, how much are you willing to bet on this probability? And so we will show you that later on. What I mean by probability is the likely chance that a retiree passes away and the spouse has to unfortunately benefit from the survivor benefit plan. And when I say unfortunately, I say that as a bittersweet consequence of losing a retiree. And then in closing, we will get into what all these numbers really mean. We'll also talk about the numbers of what if the retiree lives and then. Last but not least, we will finally, finally answer the question, okay, I don't want to protect 55% of a military pension. Obviously, that's not enough for me. I get that now. I really want to protect 100% of my military pension. And so this is what we'll be presenting later on. So this is really my agenda between now and possibly the next one or two episodes. I'm hoping to cover a lot of it today. I'm already about 30 minutes into this. Wow, it's amazing how much I can talk. Um, sometimes you don't know how much you talk unless you're actually watching the timer and you're recording and it's like, oh my gosh, it's almost 30 minutes. It's amazing. Anyway, I just want to continue to commend you all for having made it this far. And I hope that at this point you have more conviction, more information and, you know, more agency to decide if you and your family 
believe that it's best to keep or opt out of the survivor benefit plan. Remember, if this show has been really helpful for you, I encourage you, especially if you are the service member, to share this with your spouse. Very often what we find at U.S. Vet Wealth is that we will talk to service members and they will be completely on board with how they want to approach the survivor benefit plan. And then they'll relay it over to the spouse. And because the service member is hearing this information for the first time, it's very, uh, how do I say this nicely? (laughs) They butcher what we say and make it a bit confusing for the spouse to understand. And so service member, I don't fault you in any way. I am really just saying this to let you know that U.S. Vet Wealth and the spouse benefit plan is on your side. And, you know, should you find yourself in that situation where you don't know how to explain all of this, I highly, highly recommend that you share this show, the spouse benefit plan with your spouse. And I hope that for you, the spouse, if you've been listening to this up until this point, I hope that you have gained a lot of knowledge and have learned a lot about the survivor benefit plan and maybe even you're feeling more conviction on your choice to keep or opt out of the survivor benefit plan. Either way, we would also love to hear from you if you are ready to take the next steps or you're ready to get more information about whatever decision you choose to decide. You can always reach out to our financial experts at usvetwealth.com. That's U-S-V-E-T-W-E-A-L-T-H.com. Housekeeping aside, 30 minutes in, now let's get into it. (laughs) We're now going to get into this case study. This is the real deal, y'all. So if you're sitting down and taking notes, this is the perfect time to do it. We are going to be dropping some numbers today. (laughs) So if you remember from episode three, we learned how to determine your estimated retired pay with the high three calculator, which again is designed to assist service members who have served a minimum of 20 years to project their pension under the high three retirement plan. And again, I highly recommend that you go back to episode three if you want to get a recap on this. I reiterate myself enough. Today, I'm just trying to get down and dirty with the numbers. So our fictional character of the day, this is actually a real client that we have worked with, but for privacy reasons, we are going to give them a fictional name. We are introducing Lieutenant Colonel Rick Howard as our case study today. So Lieutenant Colonel Rick Howard is a newly pinned 05 who plans on completing his next three-year tour to lock into the 05 High 3 retirement pay rating. Then he's dropping his papers to retire at 20 years. Now, statistically speaking, at 40 years old, Rick is still young and he is in decent shape, even if he's just primarily working office jobs. He's married and has three children ranging in age from three to eight years old. Lieutenant Colonel Rick Howard wants to determine his estimated retired pay. So he visits the high three calculator on the DOD website, which will be provided in the show notes as a reminder if you want to follow along with this example. So now he's on the high three calculator on the DOD website. He plugs in the following information. On the first page, he bubbles in I am in the active component and will separate or retire from the active component. So that's what he chose on the first page. So he's choosing active component and then he's selecting the button get started. So now he's taken to a another page where he is to plug in his personal information. So Lieutenant Colonel Rick Howard plugs in the following information. When he is asked 
when were you born? He puts January 1980. When he's asked, what is your pay entry base date? He puts down January 2003. Next question is, what is your current grade? And he puts in 05. Next question is, what is your active service date? And then he checks off same as pay entry base date. And the last question for the personal information is, how many years of service will you have at separation or retirement? And so he put down 20 years and zero months. So really just completing his service right at the 20 year mark. So that's the information that he put in. And as I'm plugging in these numbers, I encourage you to plug in your numbers as you are, if you happen to be following us on the High 3 calculator on the DOD website, which again, you can get the direct link in the show notes of this episode. It'll make it that much more easier for you to understand what I'm talking about in this episode right now. And remember that if this is really hard to follow, we will have an upcoming video about this provided in the show notes. So just check out the show notes and keep coming back. Or of course, you can contact me directly. Contact information is in the show notes if you want more resources about this conversation. But hopefully in kind of verbalizing this to you for now and kind of pacing myself, it'll make sense to you. All right. So once he plugged in all of his personal information, we are now going to continue on to the next page. And now Lieutenant Colonel Rick Howard is being asked what his retirement information is. And so in this particular page, it'll ask you a lot of questions about TSP. We are actually skipping the TSP, the Thrift Savings Plan information, as it's not relevant to this presentation. And so the only detail that you need to plug in here for now is setting your life expectancy. Now, pay close attention because for the sake of this conversation, we want you to be able to match the current numbers that you have with what it would be like to, let's say, keep the survivor benefit plan. So for Lieutenant Rick Howard, we're going to choose a life expectancy of 73 years old to get the value of the pension over 30 years and choosing the life expectancy of 73 years old. We consider this a relevant data point because that's the maximum number of years an individual would be required to pay into the survivor benefit plan. So you're probably looking at the site and it's probably already defaulted to some other life expectancy. But again, if we're trying to compare apples and oranges, we are going to be setting the life expectancy to 30 years because again, it takes 30 years to pay up the survivor benefit plan. In general though, just know that life expectancy is not just about living 30 years from now. It's actually based on someone's age, health, gender, etc. But again, we've selected 30 years because as long as the retiree lives for 30 years, they're going to pay into the survivor benefit plan for the same 30 years. I know I'm being super redundant. I know that. Bear with me. My hope at the end of this is you're like, okay, Jen, I get it. Good. <laughs> That's where I want you to get to. I want you to be like, okay, I get it, Jen. Life expectancy, 30 years. Because if I do keep the survivor benefit plan, that's how long I'm going to be paying into it anyway. So this is why we're choosing 30 years from now as the life expectancy. Okay, got it? Good. All right. So for example, you know, if the service member serves for 20 years and retires at the age 38, they will complete their survivor benefit plan premium payments by the age of 68. And so that's, for example, that's the number we would put in the life expectancy if for example, they're retiring at 38, 30 years from now is 68. And again, 
Our intent really with this whole conversation is to help you compare what it would be like for you to keep or opt out of the survivor benefit plan and decide for yourself if protecting 100% of your military pension is important to you. All right. So again, in regards to the thrift saving plan information, personally, we just put zeros and all of that. You can fill it out if you want, but for the sake of this presentation, we are not going to be addressing the TSP numbers. All right. So go ahead and select that continue button and we will now continue on to career progression. In this next section, the career progression, this page demonstrates the three years Lieutenant Colonel Rick Howard has to serve at rank in order to qualify for the pension at his grade. So that's really what this page is saying. Now let's go ahead and continue to the best part of all, which is calculating all the numbers. So once you select continue from career progression, you'll now be taken to the actual numbers we've been talking about. We are now going to turn our winery analogy into actual, actual numbers. All right. So on this current page, you may notice that there's a button at the top called dollars. For now, we're going to look at this whole graph in today's dollars. And I will continue to explain what that means a little bit later. It's not very important right now. Now, Based on the data that Lieutenant Colonel Rick Howard plugged in, his estimated annual retirement pension will be, drumroll please, $57,829. And so this is going to be his estimated annual pension for post-military life. That's a lot of money. That's a lot of thank you for your service, right? <laughs> so what does this mean based on the winery analogy? If we break down the estimated annual pension to your monthly barrel of wine, to your monthly retired pay, well, you're looking at $4,819.08 a month. If we were to break that down into the 100 cups of wine that is served with your monthly barrel of wine, you're looking at roughly $48.19 per cup of wine. And the last number I want to mention is if you want to look at this on a daily basis, technically with 100 cups of wine, you're allotted about three cups of wine a day. So you're looking at your military pension coming down to $144.57 a day. So let me repeat these numbers one more time because that was a lot. Now, if we go with our winery analogy, your monthly barrel of wine, your monthly retired pay is estimated at $4,819.08. So let's say about 4,800. The 100 cups of wine gets cut down. If you divide the $4,800 to 100, you're looking at roughly $48.19 per cup of wine. And on a daily basis, with three cups of wine a day on average, you're looking at your monthly retired pay cut down to $144.57 a day. Lots of numbers. I know. Take it in. Take a pause real quick if you need to. If you wrote this down, just look at that. Look at that number. <laughs> and even if you're not plugging in Lieutenant Colonel Rick Howard's numbers, maybe you plugged in your own, just take a minute and let that sink in and recognize what this annual pay is, how it gets broken down to a monthly retired pay to a daily pay, essentially. Although I have mentioned all these numbers, most transitioning service members and seasoned spouses will only be looking at that monthly retired pay, that monthly barrel of wine. You're looking at that $4,800 a month. And so now I hope that in doing this exercise, 
If you hadn't done it already in a previous episode, you now know where this monthly retired pay is coming from, how it gets calculated, and how it gets paid out. This is really what I hope you got from listening to the initial episodes to getting to this point to now looking at these numbers and be like, okay, I get it. My monthly barrel of wine, if I'm in 05, retiring 20 years, is estimated to be $4,800 a month, which breaks down to $144 a day. All right, continuing on our winery analogy and the terms that we had mentioned early on, if you look beneath the graphic that you see where it says career and retirement, you're going to see some big numbers beneath it. You're going to see the total retirement benefit and the present value. So remember, your winery, your annuity, which is the military pension, because a military pension is an annuity, which we had discussed in past episodes, your winery is the total retirement benefit of today's dollars, which equates to your total retirement benefit, what your winery could look like, if you remember this, equates to, in actual numbers, based on what we had plugged in, it equates to $1,739,677. And you're thinking, wow, that's a lot of money for the next 30 years. That's right. It's a lot of money. Or is it? (laughs) I don't know yet. We're going to find out. And now let's go ahead and take note of the present value, which is what your pension is valued at today's dollars. And this is the lump sum amount that civilians need to have and put into an annuity, i.e. something like your military pension, in order for them to receive your monthly retired pay or your annual retired pay. So once again, in order for civilians to have your annual retired pay of $57,000 annually, or as we mentioned earlier, $4,800 a month for your monthly retired pay, they need to have $1,403,143 in their bank account today to be able to get paid out your monthly retired pay. Of course, remember that None of this matters if all you care about is the monthly barrel of wine, that $4,800 a month, let alone your annual retired pay. But again, most people don't care about the annual retired pay because they care about the monthly barrel of wine. They care about $4,800. And of course, none of this matters if you aren't paying attention to inflation and taxes. With that being said, this is a perfect opportunity to bring up, well, what about COLA? And remember, it's for COLA in case we don't know this already. Uh, COLA is the cost of living adjustments. This particular calculator that we're looking at uses future military retirement system COLA rates as projected by the Office of Management and Budget, OMB for short, for the immediate five calendar years. COLAs beyond this immediate five years will use the DOD Board of Actuaries annual inflation assumption of 2.75% per year. So all that being said, inflation is real. (laughs) Inflation is real and should be factored into understanding your total retirement benefit and your present value. Um, So in addition to talking about COLA, this is a good opportunity to talk about the difference between today's dollars and future dollars. Because if you're looking at the screen right now, you are currently looking at your money in today's dollars. Again, what is today's dollars? Well, today's dollars display what the projected benefits would be worth in today's dollars. So if tomorrow didn't matter, This is what your numbers would be valued at. But because we need to consider inflation, because we need to consider the future, 
this is a good opportunity now to switch your graphic or to switch your dollars at the top. If you look above career and retirement, if you look above that graphic, you can switch your dollars from today's dollars to future dollars. Now, again, what are future dollars? Well, in addition to what we talked about with COLA, future dollars reflect the estimated amounts you can expect to receive or spend when you retire. These amounts include projected pay increases. All right, so now that we have switched our graphic to look at today's dollars to the future dollars, you'll notice that your graphic went from kind of like a consistent graphic where like all the bars were you know, flat essentially and stayed at your annual retired pay at about $57,000 annually. And now that you have switched from today's dollars to future dollars, now you'll notice that every year your annual retire pay increases. So now that we're looking at this new graphic, we're looking at the future dollars versus today's dollars, this total retirement benefit, the new number uh, you may have noticed has gotten a lot bigger. It's now $2.5 million. Yes, y'all. In future dollars, your estimated retire pay, your total retirement benefit, your military pension is valued at $2.5 million in tomorrow's dollars, in future dollars, in the next 30 years. And based on these numbers, you know, the reason why you see the bars continuing to increase every year is because of that 2.5% annual growth which is what takes into COLA taxes, inflation into consideration. That's why the numbers continue to increase. And again, I want to stress the fact that this is all estimated, but gives you a pretty good idea of what to expect with your military pension. And so now you understand the total retirement benefit with future dollars. A good way to have a better understanding of what this number really means is to look at the present value next to it, which, oh, by the way, it hasn't changed. Why? Because that is how much your pension is valued at today. So, you know, you're probably thinking, oh my gosh, Jen, like my total retirement benefit, should I continue to allow the government to pay me out for the next 30 years? It's actually looking pretty good. I mean, it looks like they can pay me up to 2.5 million in the next 30 years. Why should I care about this present value, which is only 1.4 million? Again, we will get to that later. Major teaser alert. But for now, I hope that I have continued to expand your mind to understand, to really understand, like I'm mentioning all of this because I hope you understand that the military monthly pay is more than a monthly retired pay. At this point, if you're saying, oh, I served 20 years, so I just get this benefit of $4,800 a month. I'm good. I'm happy. If you are still thinking that at this point, then honestly, I don't know what to tell you because the military retired pay is more than a military retired pay. There's so much more value to it, especially when you start to understand the total retirement benefit and the present value. And like I said, I hope that this conversation has helped you expand your mind that much more to understanding where the monthly retired pay comes from and what it's really valued at. It is an amazing asset and a huge thank you gift from our government and our taxpayers as a thank you for your service. And remember, what do you say back? What do you say back? You got to go back to that one episode where I talk about that. (laughs) All right. 
So that was a lot to process. That was a lot of big numbers. And if there's anything that this episode has taught you so far, it's to really understand how to determine your estimated retire pay. And even though we have been talking about, you know, Lieutenant Colonel Rick Howard this whole time, I hope that you took this opportunity to look at your situation and plug in your numbers and figure out what is your total, what is actually your total retirement benefit? What is your present value? And if you haven't written those numbers down, this is now the time. This is the final point for you to make sure to have those numbers because now for the next episode, we are going to go ahead and get into answering the question. Okay, this $4,800 a month is great. This annual retired pay of basically $2.5 million for the next 30 years is great. But now we get into the morbid talk, which is, well, that's all great. But what if the retiree dies? So I think this is a perfect time to take a break. (laughs) For the next episode, we are now going to take these actual numbers and fully understand what it would mean if we plugged in these numbers into the Survivor Benefit Plan financial analysis tools available to you today on the DOD Office of the Actuary site. And so I will actually provide those tools in the show notes. You're welcome to plug in the numbers. In the next episode, I will get into it to more detail so you know how to plug in those numbers and you know how to read those numbers. But until then, let's take a break and just kind of digest everything that we've learned. And um, hey, I challenge you, if this is a service member that is listening, maybe you can demonstrate to your spouse how to figure out your estimated retired pay. And then also to the spouse, if you are listening to this, see if you can relay this back to your service member. Either way, I think it'd be a really fun activity for you both to plug in these numbers and figure out what your monthly retired pay is going to be. Most importantly, also figure out your annual retired pay, your total retirement benefit in today's dollars, in future dollars, and what your present value is. So if you can collect all those numbers before the next episode, then that would be fantastic. I'm Jen Amos. Thank you so much for listening. Thank yourself for listening. This has been quite a journey to get the show together for you. And again, if you are ready to get down and dirty with your own numbers, remember you can reach out to our financial experts from our sponsor, US Vet Wealth. That's U-S-V-E-T-W-E-A-L-T-H dot com. And also, if you want to refer to the white paper that I have been referring to this whole time, where we give the case study of an 05 serving 20 years, Lieutenant Colonel Rick Howard. Be sure to check out that white paper. Remember, it's titled Career, Family, Military, Retirement, Navigating Your Military Retirement Pay and Survivor Benefit Plan Alternatives. Available on our website, usfetwealth.com forward slash retirement pay. No email opt-in necessary. We just want to get this in your hands, but go ahead and grab yourself a copy if you want to continue reading this in between me recording these episodes. All right. I'm Jen Amos. Thanks for listening. And I'll catch you in the next episode. Tune in next time. Thanks again for choosing the Spouse Benefit Plan podcast, where we help career military families make the most important decision before transition to keep or opt out of the Survivor Benefit Plan. Remember that this show is intended to be purely educational and not to be taken as financial advice. To discuss your unique financial situation, reach out to our show sponsor, US Vet Wealth at usvetwealth.com. 
If you enjoyed today's show, kindly leave us a five-star written review on Apple Podcasts or Podchaser. You can also leave me, Jen Amos, a kind recommendation on LinkedIn. Remember to check out our growing list of resources at thespousebenefitplan.com. Once again, I'm your host, Jen Amos, and I'll chat with you in the next episode. Bye for now. Thank you.